Hey guys, this is a programming note. This was recorded just before OnlyFans reversed the ban. A lot of what we talk about in the podcast still applies. Don't keep your eggs all in one basket. And I will still be using OnlyFans. But you bet I will be looking at other places as well. This is Tanya Tate. This is Tanya Tate, and you are listening to MILFs Making Money, OnlyFans Exodus. Where do we go from here? Hello to all you wonderful people who are looking to make cash and level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate, and welcome to the special OnlyFans Exodus episode of MILFs Making Money. Well, I didn't plan on recording this episode, but the sh** has hit the fan. So unless you've been living under a rock, you will know OnlyFans is changing the terms of service and are limiting the way that creators can use the platform. People that use OnlyFans are asking me, what are we to do? Well, I don't have all the answers. I can only talk about my experiences. And to help me out, I'm bringing in a guest, published author, marketer, an adult industry advocate, Amberly Rothfield, who is sharing her advice and together we will explore some of those much asked questions. So what does OnlyFans mean to me? It's an alternative platform to shooting for production companies. I'm able to create and monetize content on my own and I've been able to connect with fans. It's been extremely lucrative And with the threat of COVID, it's been one of the main platforms that I use alongside Sex Panther that has allowed me to work successfully from home. So how did I use OnlyFans? I was able to interact with my fans on a daily basis, whether it's on my profile wall or by sending them personal messages inside the direct message system. So I could include video, photos, audio media. So people have many different fantasies. So I've been able to customize that experience just for them, whether it's via pre-made content or creating custom content just for them, such as including their name or the scenario they requested. It's been a website I've spent a big part of my day active on. Also allowed me a place to live stream to all my members, talk to them whilst wearing risque outfits and interacting in erotic ways that would be banned on other places I stream on, such as YouTube. So what do these OnlyFans changes mean? So what do these OnlyFans changes mean? From the email OnlyFans directly sent to the creators, they are updating the acceptable use policy effective October the 1st, 2021. The new policy will prohibit the posting of any new content containing sexually explicit conduct. Content containing nudity will continue to be allowed as long as it's inconsistent with that policy. Okay, that statement's just confusing in itself. If you want to see the full statement, you can look it up. But in a nutshell, nudity is fine, but nothing explicit. So they're removing all the things that the fans want to see. There's so many confusing messages in the days leading up to and are surrounding this new terms of service release. Ultimately, to me, as the performer, what did it actually mean? OnlyFans wants to remove all explicit content from their platform. So aside from the fact that many erotic content creators are going to be losing a load of money, this means a lot of people are going to need another platform to interact with their fans in the same manner they deal with them on OnlyFans. So how am I dealing with the news and how is it affecting me? Firstly, I have to have a positive mental attitude right now. 
No, this has happened to our industry before and it'll happen again. It's called life. Life gives us hurdles and how we deal with them is very much a mindset. So do you see this as doom and gloom, woe is me? If so, cut that out right now. What you think is coming to you, you are attracting that. You don't have to control negative thoughts. Just think good thoughts instead. Remember, you got to build up a successful OnlyFans account. And know you can have success too on other platforms. Everything is possible. You already proved that. Keep your mind open. Invest the time now in yourself to refocus. Surround yourself with positive people who are accepting of this challenge that erotic content creators are facing. You are deserving of what you've achieved. Be grateful for it and know more success is to come. These are the things I've been thinking about. Just rethinking my mind, rethinking my thoughts, feeling appreciation for a platform that has really helped grow my bank. This is an opportunity to pivot in a new direction. Aim towards success. Commit yourself to achieve it. And it is now the time for the next chapter. And I am ready to face it. Are you? How do you handle a situation? How do you make a plan when dealing with a crisis? When one strong, consistent form of income is about to be taken away? My guest coming up is Amberly Rothfield. We will be discussing our thoughts on the what next of this OnlyFans exodus. You are listening to Tanya T Presents MILF's Making Money Podcast. And this week we are discussing the OnlyFans exodus. When this crisis started going off, it can be really hard to know where to turn and who to look for answers. I had many people reaching out to me, not just those that are part of my publicity company, Star Factory PR, but other personal friends and colleagues in the industry. And in turn, I looked to positive people that support colleagues and are also successful. My guest, who will shed light on some of the answers to many questions raised, is published author, marketer and adult industry advocate Amberly Rothfield. Thank you so much Amberly for joining us. No, no, the thanks go to you for inviting me. I'm I'm supremely honored. I adore you. <laughs> you are so kind. <laughs> Amberly, ever since I first met you, your energy is just it's it's just there. It's amazing and you're always there just reaching out for people. I try. I try to just be myself. I'm strange, so I tried there's no hiding it. <laughs> She's not strange, everyone. She's very good. Emily, <laughs> can you give us a brief introduction? Let everyone know a little bit about yourself. Sure. I am a content creator, still create content, but I also teach now how to do business and marketing inside of the adult industry, particularly for indie creators that don't have, you know, massive machine behind them that want to get started, but also mid-tier creators and I work with a couple of larger creators as well. Great. So I looked on your social media and you know, you're there, you're marketing yourself, you know, you're reaching out, you're providing solutions, answers, support. So I knew that I had to tap into your proactive advice. So I wanted us to explore a lot of the questions that many people are going to be trying to find solutions for right now. So what do you think is going on with OnlyFans? Are you shocked? Surprised? Did you see this coming? And also, what are some of the reactions that you're seeing from content creators online? I, I'm going to take that question from the bottom up, which is uh, reactions, which I think is really, really important. A lot of it is panic and fear. I think because uh, we all know that Leo, I'm not going to attempt his last name and sound like an idiot. You're going to have to explain who Leo is. Yeah, Leo is one of the owners of OnlyFans, and he's the owner of My Free Cams, which is one of the largest campsites in the adult industry. A lot of us believed because he was the owner of My Free Cams that 
we're safe. Like this is OnlyFans is always going to be an adult site. We never have anything to worry about. So a lot of people were kind of lulled into a sense of being safe. Like a false sense of security. Yeah. And that's something in the adult industry. Like we can't have platforms that I've, I've been in the industry 16 years now and I've watched so many platforms people said would never do X, Y, and Z do X, Y, and Z. Watch platforms disappear overnight. We have no explanation of what happened to them. Something to keep in mind going forward. Was I personally shocked or surprised? No, I've seen some cracks in the foundation for, I think I was quoted in Rolling Stone about almost eight months ago in which I reported on some stuff where I was like, this doesn't seem right. I mean, I always am hopeful we're going to be okay, but I like to like tell people, Hey, you know, make sure you're a little bit careful. And as for what I think is going on with OnlyFans, it's hard to say. I work for Adult Empire, full disclosure. I got the MasterCard dictates of what's going to be changing in October. And most of it really wasn't that concerning. It sucks, but it wouldn't change life of the everyday creator. So did OnlyFans get something separate? We didn't. It very well could have happened. But there's all kinds of articles of the owners saying that they wanted to sell OnlyFans. Right. There's a new article now saying that if it's the bank's fault. But there's also another article where it's all the owners being quoted saying that it's because they had pressure due to 2257 rules. So the 2257 rules, just to be clear, a lot of the other sites have 225 seven on it only fans doesn't explain what 2257 is oh sure so 2257 was it 1997 1998 one of those years many years ago exactly like well over 20 years ago um that these laws have been in place i want to say it's 1997 that if you make any kind of sexually explicit content you have to have both the ids and model releases for that individual piece of content. I learned at Woodhall that technically if it's video, you're supposed to have like forms for every single frame, but it never gets pushed that far. Like we've not seen actual people get hemmed up on that. And the way OnlyFans went about making sure that the creators were being compliant with that wasn't actually in compliance with the law. While they did ask for documentation on certain things, it's very specific set of rules. And I don't know of any other platform that doesn't actually follow those rules. OnlyFans and Twitter, honestly, are the only two that I know don't really require the same information, which is concerning. Yeah. I (laughs) I mean, just for me, when I started, I've got my website, tanyatate.com. And even that, just starting there, putting up the content, you upload the content, you upload the release, you upload the ID for every single person that's inside Mm -hmm. that video or those set of pictures, you know? And that's where a lot of creators like are getting confused because I could just quickly snap it. I don't know why I'm acting this out with my hands, but I do. Um, (laughs) I snap a picture with my phone and then I upload it. Well, then that actually means you have to have a set of 2257 for that picture. Whereas most creators were just producing content and uploading it willy nilly. And that's not how that works. So we're giving them a lot of information here. They'll be like, you're going to learn a lot. (laughs) Right now, what should people, what do you think that people should be doing? And what, you know, where should they start? What plan should they be making? Because suddenly this is upon us. So that's the panic. What are they to do? Short term mode of backing up your audience, making sure you're going to be safe. Follow the rules because what if OnlyFans is able to get adult content back on there? They said that they want to, that they would do it in a heartbeat if they could. So you don't want to be, as some people are saying, just spam out to your customers where they can find you. You don't want to do that and get permabanned off of anything. You never want to burn a bridge. Do you know that's a good thing in business, any kind of business, life, relationships, never burn a bridge because you never know when you might need that person again. 100%. So yeah, don't burn bridges. What I would rather do is you can encourage those customers to Google you. I believe OnlyFans triple check with customer service we have a month, triple check with them because they waffle on this, but get it in writing from whichever platform you're on, if this ever happens to you, that you can tell them what your Twitter is or your Instagram or so on and so forth. A lot of them will allow you to tell them your social media so that your customers can start going and finding you in other places. Start pivoting your content. Send out a mass message to your customers and say, hey, just so you know, OnlyFans Terms of Service is changing. 
I will not be able to have the same type of content on here, unfortunately. So going back to, you know, trying to get, you know, this specific points that you're bringing up there, you know, telling your customers that you're going to be moving. I mean, there's two, there's two sides of that, isn't there? It's like, do you tell them now and risk them moving now? Or do you leave it and just keep going and going and going on OnlyFans so that the people don't, that don't really know are just going to be like right near the end? Oh, OnlyFans is gone. You know, people that know about OnlyFans know about OnlyFans, but there's going to be some fans on there that don't use the internet for anything, don't use the news. They just go on. They they look at your profile, you're their favorite, and they leave again. Yeah, no, 100%. I believe in being proactive and being early because, and so obviously have a place that you're already going to go to, which I guess we can get into like possibilities later. But I say be proactive and be early because I... I want to say a good web statistic is 10%. So anytime you send out a message, you can, and that's a high end, about 10% of your audience is going to see it. So let's say you have a thousand subscribers. You can usually bank on about a hundred people seeing that uh, particular Mm -hmm. message. So if you wait until the end, you're either sending out 10 to 20 messages telling people you're gone, or every couple of days you can send them soft reminders where you post content and you remind them, hey, OnlyFans is closing. So make sure you get these pictures now and make sure you Google me so that you get, don't miss my hot lewds. Then they, they will go looking for that. Or perhaps that's going to open them up to asking you, where are you going to go? To what you say, I can't say that on OnlyFans. I don't want to risk my account, but Google me. Yeah, that that's the thing, isn't it? You've got to be really careful because you know, OnlyFans have very strict rules and, you know, they might be looking for reasons to, to bump people off right now. So just make sure if you're doing it, if you, you, you know, you're implying to your, to your fans to, you know, you want them to follow you on Twitter, because let's be honest, that's the main place where our fans can follow us, where we can have direct links that will quickly link directly to other adult websites. 100%. So let's go back. You know, you mentioned the people we're all going to be moving to different places. Where do you start? It's like, okay, I've got to move somewhere else. There I am. I know OnlyFans is going to shut down. Where do you start? I have a couple of favorites that I'm liking, but I'm also going to get guidelines so that if you don't like any of my favorites, you can make a good decision for you. My favorite right now is AVN Stars, hands down, because they're run by AVN, which we have to use them to vote for fan voting anyway, so may as well have an account regardless if it becomes your your new home. But also, it definitely has the, the advantage of, A, it's in the name, AVN. They're always going to be porn. They understand our industry. Another one of my favorites is uh, Loyal Fans, which is owned by Neil from Clips for Sale. He used to own a website called Clips for Sale. He recently sold it to Fan Centro. And then my other favorite is Just for Fans. They, they've all been around for quite a few years, like four loyal fans used to be called uh, Nexo Cams. So it's been around for a while. They didn't just crop up out of nowhere. They're run by people who understand internet security, which is very important. They're all people who've been in in the adult industry for at least 10 years, which is also important to me. They understand the laws and the legalities. And then last but not least, tried and true, they didn't pop up out of nowhere. They're not in it just for some short-term gains. But going with the guidelines of what I think people should be looking for, Right now, there's a lot of sites that are cropping up out of seemingly nowhere. Mm -hmm. And last night, the Frisk chat, Frisk.chat actually got hacked for the second time. So so Frisk is, so there's a lot of, we're we're talking right now, there's a lot of um, platforms that are out there. And it's like, it's it's like a big haze. You know, everyone's there, like, you know, where do we go? The three that Ambly is favoriting, AVN, AVN stars, loyal fans and and just for fans just for fans thank you so yeah frisk is another one but yeah i i saw the i saw the piece as well it got hacked it was was it running on a bought script so it was easy to get in and they took a lot of information not only did they take the content they took government issued ids which has got a lot of personal information on which can be used for other things and bank information i mean that's really serious It's 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 terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Like to know someone has that of all these creators out there. So we have to be really, really careful. I need a company that, and also like it took them almost 
eight hours plus, and I think I'm being nice by saying eight hours. I think it was much longer than that. It took them almost eight hours to be able to even take the site down because their crew was asleep. So I want a site that has a team, people who are working day and night. So if something like this happens, they can just pull the website rather than like have it up there scaring customers. But I also want to see a pedigree within it of company, not just a person, but a company that's been in business for at least 10 years and has has the funding to be able to continue because platforms are really expensive. I want to ensure that they have the funding they're going to be around And of course, my stuff is going to be secure. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, for me, I've seen the spreadsheets. You know, there's a lot of people that are sharing a lot of different things. And there's there's spreadsheets and there's people suggesting this platform and that platform. And I've literally been working my way down and marking some of them, you know, as red. I'm I'm looking at them because we all have to decide, well, what are we getting out of OnlyFans? What is it where we feel that we want to, you know, translate that onto another site? There's no site that's identical to OnlyFans. That's why we were so successful on it. But it's taken those parts out of the site and then trying to find another site where you can replicate and duplicate. Honestly, I don't even think OnlyFans was that special. Now, again, like, don't shoot me. I love you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It actually had very basic features. There are so many platforms that have better features than OnlyFans. OnlyFans was really, really smart in that it was the first platform that got creators early on in that. Like, if you have to look, I interestingly look at the history of like how sites take off because yeah. I have nothing better to do with my life. And they cultivated a community. And in their early Discord groups, they had girls sharing, or not just girls, but creators sharing for sharing. And this is a method of marketing that is really popular in Twitch and YouTube. My Twitch and YouTubers have been doing this for decades and it's how they grew to the prominence of a few, you know, millions and millions of followers that they, and subscribers that they have. So share for share, explain it. It's where, you know, you, you would get one of your friends or colleagues and you would post about them on your platform, whether it's like a shout out, a link, a picture, a video, and they would reciprocate it on their platform like a shout out for you. So both of your fans got to see each other. 100%. And that is how like most YouTubers like Jenna Marbles and stuff, that's how they got really, really big. Um, some of it was also luck, but a bunch of it was just share for sharing. This was one of the first times that we've seen this in the adult industry. And it is an exceptionally powerful way to grow. So you take one of these sites that actually has way better functionality, like how many times do OnlyFans like stop working and have oh, yeah. bugs? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting yeah. here like, yeah, yeah, OnlyFans yeah. is down again. We can't get on. Exactly. Um, you take one of these sites that like some of them have some crazy, crazy features. For example, with just for fans, you can have your Twitter followers do a certain option to follow you so that if you ever lost your Twitter, then when you make a new Twitter, you go in and put in your new Twitter name and then it'll auto follow all of the people that opted in to auto follow your your new Twitter. Like there's actually platforms that have way better tools on them. But if we got a bunch of models together for any particular platform and did the same thing, we would see the same amount of success elsewhere. It was just the first, that really was the thing that made OnlyFans take off and make people think that, oh yeah, OnlyFans is just superior. It's so easy. No, it's because we're the ones that built OnlyFans and we came up with the very clever marketing that worked for it. Everybody has lots of different things with OnlyFans. I have to say, I was never a person that did a lot of share for share. I, d- I didn't, I'll, I'll hold my hands up and I didn't. So my, my traffic was pretty organic. And when I did do the share for shares on it, I didn't translate as well because my fans were like, well, we're here for you. No, 100%. Yeah. So I found for me just kind of like being me on there and trying to find, I I guess I did it the hard way. (laughs) I I mean, there's no shame in that either. I'm just saying like... I don't know. They've been watching all my old movies. But let's get moving on. (laughs) So some of the things that we're going to be looking into the website, we've just covered a lot of that. You know, Amberly, it's, you know, we've both got different things, but we've still got overall the same kind of things. You know, what do we give to our fans? Movies, you know, videos, pictures, audio, interaction, customs. And it's 
live chats, you know, to individuals or groups. For me, it's like sitting down and seeing what I've got, what I need from a platform, and then looking at the platforms and thinking, well, am I going to just be wanting to go onto one platform or several? Which leads me into, you know, decentralization, not putting all your eggs in one basket. So let's talk about, is it a good base to spread yourself over several platforms and how many is a good number and, you know, how many is too much without getting totally overwhelmed? In order to not get overwhelmed, um, of course, it depends on if you have a team behind you, but I'm going to speak specifically as it's just you, yourself, Uno, one person. If you're just a single creator, like having more than one fan platform, I think is almost impossible do i suggest having two like have one that you occasionally update to and just make it be all of your older stuff like last month stuff absolutely it make it be one that you're pushing a lot nah like i would just use it to make a bunch of free posts and whatnot so that you stay relevant and also are easy to like pull people over because there's already content there mm -hmm. but have one main fan platform that you're constantly pushing like you were with your OnlyFans. Yeah. And then I do suggest also being on clip sites such as Clips for Sale, Minivids. I believe Fan Centro also has uh, allows you to upload clips and stuff now. So on and so forth. Be on a couple of different clip sites. And I do mean a couple. One, two, no more than about three. And then I believe in being on some sort of live platform and outside of just your, your subscription base because it makes it easier for you to engage people and make people see your personality. Uh, especially people like you, Tanya. You're freaking hysterical. I've like listened to you. I've ghosted inside of your rooms and just listened oh. to you. Like are you talking about on my YouTube or are you talking about So I I do I I have a YouTube channel and it's like, you know, I work from home. It's just cute. It's it's really cute. It's nice to see people's personality. So and that's what gets people to stay. So I do believe in having like a live place that you go to that's free that people can check you out such as like chatterbait my free games something of that nature and again that takes the the feel off of having to make money on those platforms you can just go there to chill so that more people get to like your personality i mean of course if you get some money take it but i think it's important and you, then i also suggest if you're going like two or three clip sites on your live stream it doesn't have to be every day it could be once a week but yeah so one to two platforms specifically for your subscriptions, two to three on clips and sellable stuff, and then one live stream. And the reason why I say one live stream is pretty easy to pick up another cam site there. I think cam sites are a dime a dozen, really. There's a, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of there's them. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, you know, I'm doing my two platforms that I use, the, the two that I used to make money, OnlyFans, obviously. Um, but also I'm, I'm on Sex Panther. So I, I find that's great for me. It's not a subscription site. It's free. But it's that immediate interaction. You know, it's that texting backwards and forwards. It's the phone calls. It's the video chats. And you can still send content, you know, pictures and videos um, backwards and forwards, whether they download it from the feed or whether you send it directly to their phone so that they can unlock. 100%. Yeah. So, so that would be considered as one of like the membership type platforms. You could, you could even consider your live interaction because they can still call you and whatnot and talk to you there. Sex Panther is such a hybrid. Like it started off with just phone and it's morphed into so much more that really it's becoming more of like a subscription fan base site. So I, you could easily count it as that. You can tweak it and make that plan work however it works for you, if that mm -hmm. makes any sense. That's kind of what I found makes most models not feel overwhelmed. I, I like to say your big thing is plan out what is the structure of making sure you're not on just one site. So if one falls, you can just put more of your time into one of the other ones while you find a replacement for that one. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of these fan sites that have come up and, that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of sites and it's all, we're all like just wandering around and losing our heads over which one that should we go on. Just another thought. What are your thoughts on your usernames being taken care of on all the platforms? You know, for, for someone like me, it's pretty easy. You know, my name's Tanya Tate. I've trademarked it. So there can be nobody else within the adult industry that can trade, that can use my trademark for certain services. So it makes it easier for me if someone's like name squatting on my username, if I go and register on a site and there's some girl and it's happened before on one of the sites. But you know, a lot of people, their username might be their name with a number and that might be what 
what you know they've used on all the other sites so what do you think about kind of registering on a lot of the sites just to make sure that your username is taken care of so there's no name spotting i do that and honestly on most sites you don't even have to like give your id and all of that information until you're going to start selling but the username is locked down so even if you have a frisk situation oh god you have my email everyone has my email so great but yeah so anytime i see a new site pop up i one of the first things i do is go make my name on there for that precise reason because a lot of like trademarking is expensive so a lot of creators can't afford it so you're looking at all these different platforms you know and you're finding the platforms you know you're looking for your membership sites you're looking for your clip sites you're looking for a live site and you you know you're starting to settle down you're thinking about you know finding platforms that tick a lot of your boxes so how serious should you be when you when you see, you know, red flags about them? You know, you see other content creators talking about them. I mean, there's a lot. The rumor mill is alive and well in the adult industry. So it takes a lot to kind of shake me. But the biggest red flags that I look for when it comes to sites is security. <laughs> yeah. So I want to make sure that they, uh, when you go to the website, it has a little lock up in the corner with by the, by the URL huge thing. I mean, I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but I've seen some platforms recently that uh, didn't have that for some reason. Another kind of red flag that I'm looking for is I say that one model saying that they've been booted off something. I mean, okay, I'm going to take note of it. Two models is all right. I mean, that sites are big. Two models are willing to happen. But I try to also look at the frequency in which I'm seeing reports of models claiming that they are getting kicked off. And one of the easiest ways that you can do this because when people are mad one of the first things they do is run to social media type in the at for the site like a at pocket stars on twitter and then click search and then latest and then it'll show up everybody who has said something about pocket stars and i'll start scrolling through and seeing if i'm seeing a bunch of complaints and are the complaints consistent in the same time period when we start seeing issues with sites is usually when they're booting a lot of people off and then like Kind of a big red flag for me is also, are they courting mainstream creators? That's a big thing. Like once the mainstream people come on, we're not long for staying on a site. OnlyFans has proven that exact point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Our, our days are numbered um, when they start really courting, trying to get mainstream creators involved. Look at how many issues we've had with Bella Thorne. I was just like, okay, just this girl ex-Disney star, joined OnlyFans. Did she say or imply, send me $200 and I'll send you this type of picture? Well, of course, she didn't send the type of picture she claimed. So it was that, how much was the chargebacks on that, Amberly? Or how much did she make from it? She made, was it, wasn't it over a million in a day? I want to say it was over a million. A million dollars. And I guarantee a lot of that was chargeback. We didn't get the number of the chargebacks, but I, I'm guaranteeing it was a yeah. pretty high number. They should have just refunded everybody. That's what I would have done. Stuff like that really is a sign that things are not going to be going well for us in the future. And also, I want to make sure that the site, I want to make sure that they are promoting people who look like me. So again, it's not about promoting me. It's, are people like me going to be successful here? So are they promote, for example, OnlyFans promotes chefs and yoga instructors, which I love me a chef. I, I, I do. I love yoga instructors. I can't bend anything, but yeah, I do love yoga. It looks, yeah. So <laughs> talking about bending and I'm just like, I like, we both like yoga and believe. I, I do. I try it. I look terrible doing, doing like sun pose, but I try it. It's how you feel. <laughs> it, it makes me feel great. I do like it. But they, they weren't promoting sex workers on any of their socials. So when I see stuff like that happen, but not just stuff like that, like, are they promoting a certain body type? Are they promoting certain genders? I want to see a mix. And sometimes that's not a damning thing. The latter one. Sometimes if you just send them a message and they're like, huh, didn't think about it. Crap. You're right. Like that is a whole bunch of people that look exactly the same. Let's go break it up. And then they'll, they'll do diversity. Mm -hmm. But if it's, they're not promoting anyone in the adult industry, that's when it's like, mm, do you care about us? I don't know. That's yeah. bad. 
I, so. I, I like that. So go and do a search on Twitter, look up the names, find the latest, see if there's any complaints, bad talk consistently. And also just check out if they're actually promoting people that are like yourself, that are adult creators. That's some good points. Yeah. And anything bad that you hear about a site, like I'm not saying like, don't believe anything bad you hear. Remember grain of salt, because when people are upset, they get loud. <laughs> and a lot of times companies, just because they're trying to be professional, uh, there's a lot of things companies can't say because of privacy reasons and because it would be unprofessional to release the other side of the story. So I grain of salt it, but if I'm hearing consistent things, that's that's the, the part to go for, consistency. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there is, there's a lot of hype and BS that you've got to wade through as well. You know, you're looking at websites, you're going online, but, you know, for example, some girls can get paid to promote the hell out of a website, but doesn't mean <laughs> that you're going to get paid or those websites that are buying those spam bots. You know, if you, if you mention something and then suddenly you see like yes. hashtag, hashtag, the, and it's just site it's just spam accounts because they've got like 100 followers and they're saying the same thing you just kind of jump on and you know versus the people that are legitimately making money from the platform yeah so, sorry so no so how do you how do you get through all that you know when you're making decisions so that's one of the first things that i do is also when you do that same thing the search to see who's talking about this subject most sites have referral codes so i don't use that as a damning thing per se but i do want to see if there's brand ambassadors uh, this is a business and right now as there's a lot of people who are making a ton of money on OnlyFans looking for a new home, I'll pick on Lena the Plug. Now, I mean, in a good way, nice way. I like Lena. So Lena the Plug is a heavy hitter on OnlyFans. If I owned Pocket Stars, because I can't get their name out of my head today. I don't know. I'm not sponsored by Pocket Stars. <laughs> I just want that full disclosure. They're just the first thing that popped in my head. Or Loyal Fans. I'll use them. Um, if I was Loyal Fans, it would be worth it for me to toss a contract at her, get her money and say, hey, go tell models that, you know, you really love OnlyFans, tell all your customers you're going there. And then a bunch of models would be like, well, Lena the Plug's going there. So there's definitely going to be traffic. And then they go over there for a period of time. And I mean, we don't have time. We don't have four months, six months to see how long that person stays there. We have mm -hmm. the here and then we have literally one month to figure this out. But if I see a lot of the same models, because a lot of times if a model gets a contract, they get their friends in on those contracts. I like to see if groups of people end up on the same place. That sometimes tells me whether or not their contract, I go to their featured page. So if I was on loyal fans, I'd look at the feature page. And a lot of times the featured people, especially at the top, are sponsored. So I kind of, I don't want to say I discount what they say, but I, it's a bigger grain of salt that I'm going to take with them saying that this is a good platform. That helps you kind of weed through, I guess, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense of, is this person genuinely saying this? And also, are they saying this out of absolutely nowhere? If they just created an account yesterday or like three or four days ago when this announcement happened, and all of a sudden they're talking about how awesome the site is versus somebody who may have already created the page and already had some content on it and had been drip feeding it over the past couple months and now they're making a genuine switch. That's the one I'm probably gonna listen to more. That was long-winded, I'm very sorry. <laughs> well, no, but it's not long-winded. It's it's letting us know, you know, we need to know these thoughts. We've got to put all these thoughts through our own head, you know. People, you see them, go here, go here, go here. And, you, and it's, Smoke the beers. What comes to me, it's, it, it's exactly what comes to me. Are you being paid to say that? Or are you saying that because you're genuinely actually making money from that platform? And, and like on YouTube and Instagram, you have to put hashtag ad if, it, if, if you're, this is a paid sponsorship. In the adult industry, we don't do that. Not that it's not a law. Just want to, if anyone's listening and they're sponsored by someone, it's actually a law that still applies. You should know that. Um, but we don't tend to do that. So it's harder to actually like suss out whether or not this person is a paid ambassador. And I'm not trying to take food out of anyone's hand. If you're a paid ambassador, like get your bag. Good job. I'm yeah, really proud of you. It's nice. It's just, it's not so helpful for other people that are trying to make decisions based on believe and wanting to believe if that platform will work for them and it will actually make money for them 
you know I, I mean give it like two months you know you'll see is that girl still in that same place but like you said we don't have that time no exactly and I, I know a couple of different people they tend to praise the site that they are the ambassador of and they tend to only be on sites that they are ambassadors of. And I'm not going to knock that business model because that's a valid business model. They're doing what makes sense for them. But I also know that if they're pushing something, I'm not going to say that thing's bad, but I'm also not going to probably listen to them. So think about that if you do happen to notice patterns in other people or you've seen people like just platform jump to jump and you know that they've been an ambassador before maybe look for other people's uh, opinions on a site. That's a good piece of advice. One of the things that is coming out, you know, there's a lot of claims that are going on with OnlyFans from different people. But one of the claims that OnlyFans is saying is the issue is MasterCard. So I want to ask you, what are your thoughts about platforms that are receiving payment by crypto coin and blockchain? And I hope I said that right, because I haven't got a clue when it comes to that kind of currency. Um, I, I adore it. I love the fact that you're very transparent about that because I'm I'm a crypto baby. I'm not like crypto ignorant like I once were. I, I'm like step one. I was step zero not too long ago. Sounds like me. <laughs> Do I think crypto is going to be the way? A, there's fluctuations if it's not based off of ETH or off of Bitcoin itself. Right. Okay. Hold on. Stop. <laughs> I'm going to turn you into a crypto baby by the Curren- end of this. Currency for dummies. You know, they used to remember those books. People don't really mm-hmm. buy books anymore. <gasps> I love those books. The four dummies books. Yeah, they were yeah, great. No, okay. So Bitcoin is the one that we all think of when we think when we think uh, crypto, we think of Bitcoin. There's like actually an ATM inside of my local mall. It's kind of weird. I'm not okay with this. And even actually, this doesn't even show like, yeah, this shows no identifying information. I have a debit card for my crypto now, which is crazy. They're, they're becoming quite sophisticated. So it's getting advanced. I don't know if it's quite advanced enough where I'm okay with getting frequent payments with it, but I'm not going to knock it for other creators. I would say I wouldn't take... I couldn't advise and I would not take money that's meant to pay my bills, money that's really important on crypto right now. Part of the reason is a lot of the crypto wallets. So to to explain, you have to have an online wallet. So basically account where you up, when I say you upload, you transfer your dollars into that account and then you can decide which type of currency to buy. The two most stable is Bitcoin. The second one is Ethereum. So those are the two ones that don't fluctuate a ton unless Elon Musk goes on SNL and then we're screwed. So uh, the problem is those wallets. So think of them like a bank. Right. There's not many of those wallets that are sex worker friendly. In fact, the one debit card I just showed you, they're not sex worker friendly. That is my personal for me just my investment. I put that money in there. I do not take payments from that because right. that company is not sex worker friendly. There are, I think it's Nafty, N-A-F-T-Y, right. is the company in the adult industry that's really getting into crypto. Um, but the, the issues is the fluctuation. So let's say, Tanya, I want a picture of you right now. Oh, yeah. And you're like a hundred dollars because I want a pretty number. You're worth way more than a hundred dollars. Uh, I'll take the order. Yes, please, Amberly. Exactly. So uh, thank you. So I, I go to send you a hundred dollars in Bitcoin. You do get that money instantly, but you're not going to be able to withdraw it necessarily instantly, depending upon the wallet or the bank that you use. So you're not going to be able to put it into your actual bank account for quite a bit, which means it's going to be fluctuating. So let's say that I paid you right before Elon Musk went on SNL, but that money doesn't get to you until after Elon Musk goes on SNL, like within the same day, you could have lost 50%. And that's, that's a terrifying prospect for me. It sounds like a gamble. You know, I'm not really a big gambling person. I don't take a lot of risks, you know? Um, so if I want to see that hundred dollars, I'm going to see, I, I want to be able to think, well, I'm going to get approximately hundred dollars. If I think oh, I'm taking a hundred, I'm going to get 50. It's going to upset me. No, exactly. A hundred percent like that. Mm. That's kind of where I'm at. Do I think things are changing? Yes. Crypto is getting stronger. In fact, it's 
almost back up to where it was before Elon Musk went on SNL. There are very stable coins such as Bitcoin and Ethereum. It it has some environmental risks, which I don't feel like getting into. But as in terms of marketing and business planning for sex workers, I would say it's something that you might want to get into, but look at it as money that you're not banking on. This is money that if it gets to me, happy freaking birthday. If it doesn't, okay, like I was prepared for that hit. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like a savings plan, you know, and you're not really sure yeah. how much the savings plan is going to be when you eventually get to cash out. Yeah, that's the, that's 100%. That is the best way I know of to look at my crypto. I just, every month I send off, I only, I only send off about 50 bucks because I'm very, like, well, you said you're not a gambler. I, I moved out of Vegas. I left Vegas. I'm such so not a gambler. But yeah, I'm not a gambler either. So I just send off 50 bucks and I let it appreciate, depreciate, whatever the heck the market does with it. Right. And I have sold some crypto stuff because I want to understand it so I can help models be able to understand it. Right. But that's where I'm at. Okay. Thank you. It's it's It was a nice learning, little mini, mini <laughs> learning step. You're on step one now. Oh, you understand. Yeah, you know about Ethereum. You're good. Step one. <laughs> I've just moved up. Great. <laughs> so for people who decide to stay on OnlyFans, what should they be doing next? And do you think that they are going to be able to still make any income on it? There, there's a lot of creators who just post nudes. They don't do any masturbatory stuff necessarily. And there are still creators making decent money posting artistic nudes on Patreon, like, like enough to take care of their family. So do I think that people can stay. Yes. If the type of content that you're creating fits the new guidelines, you're fine. Like nice podcast. Thank you for listening. But for the, for the rest of us who don't make that type of content, you're going to lose customers. Like I, someone tried to tell me just change the way your content is. And I was like, uh-huh. Have you ever gone into a bakery and told them they need to start selling tires? There's nothing wrong with tires. I love a good tire store. There's nothing wrong with cupcakes. I love me a cupcake. I eat quite a few of them. But if I go into a bakery and all I'm seeing is Firestone, I'm probably going to go to another bakery. So, like, there's going to be customers that adore you there's nothing wrong with you they like you but our customers for a reason and so if you're not giving them what they came for they're gonna go find someone else willing to give it to them and that's not again that sounds so cruel to say but you have to look at it as a business Mm -hmm. if my electricity company called me tomorrow and says we're no longer providing electricity but we are going to sell you uh the rights to an elephant every month, I would probably tell them I'm not interested in an elephant. I do like elephants, but I, I had no need for one. You're going to find an alternative, aren't you? You, you know, you're going to move, you're going to find another person that's going to give you that experience that you're looking for, you know? Yeah. So those people need to pivot. And again, like that might mean you have to start doing more share for shares with people that make content like yours. You might have to start doing more SEO, search engine optimization on your websites. You might have to look into the, like doing more social media in general. It sucks. I feel I feel terrible telling people that like, hi, you're about to lose 50% of your fans. It's great. It's fine. I'm sure. The true fans will move with you. And as you move to the different platforms, you know, you will then get new fans as well. Exactly. Exactly. And that's something that we all have to realize is there's a certain rate of customer churn. Actually, I think you're the perfect person to speak on this, Tanya. Like you've been in here for a minute. You don't look like it, but you sure have. I'm a mature woman. (laughs) (laughs) You don't look like it. Absolutely gorgeous. But yeah, so like, you know, over time, customers change. The customers you had 10 years ago, a lot of them are still your fans, but like there were a lot that moved on for whatever reason. And that's something to just remember every business goes through that. And uh, sometimes they'll be back. And, but a lot of times you, you won't even notice because you're on to the next one. So are you going to have a higher churn rate in the beginning? Yeah, but you're going to get it back because you're just good. If, if you were able to build to where you are now, you will be able to build it back. Exactly. That's, you know, people have got to remember this. You've done it once, you've done it before, you can do it again.
It's true because it, things just move. We, you know, we move with the times. So Amberly, you know, can you give us like one solid tip or one piece of advice for someone who's listening right now who has to find an alternative to OnlyFans? One tip to finding an alternative. Don't panic. I know I said that before, but like that is the biggest thing. And I want to also say I've gone through this. Granted, my platform came back. But I was on a platform that was 100% my income and they disappeared for a week without telling us anything. Mm -hmm. And they did end up coming back, but I still made money within that week. I just quickly pivoted and it sucked and I had to hunt down my customers. But yeah, your customers like they're going to be there. You're going to, it's going to, we're going to figure it out. There's plenty of options out there, but there's no need to panic. At least we have forewarning this time. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, definitely. You know, so, you know, performers need to test the platforms, find out which one's best for them. And, you know, don't just marry into one platform. Keep your eyes and ears open. See what the other performers are doing. See what fits you. Just keep your options open. And, you know, the most important thing, you know, is communication between the performers. We genuinely do help each other out. We've done it before. We can get through this. Yes, <laughs> we will. We will get through we this. We will get through this. But yeah, no, it's what, what you're saying. Like, this is one of the few industries where we actually do help each other out. This is not like it's a very competitive interest, industry, but we're really nice to each other. This my YouTubers and my Twitch streamers are not this nice to each other. It's very cutthroat. Models don't. We really aren't that backstabby in the adult industry. We kind of realize we're we're all in this together alone. We have enough enemies on the outside. We don't need to turn on each other. For me, I'm, I'm, I avoid the drama and embrace the positivity. I embrace good people. And, you know, you are one of those good people. I'm so happy that you come on to my podcast. You've helped it out because, you know, we're all in, in need of some really good, solid advice right now. And I really appreciate you coming on, Amberly. Tell everyone where they can find you and follow you online. Sure. Um, so my website, um, where you can also sign up for our email uh, newsletter, is amberlyrothfield.com. My Twitter is amberlypso, A-M-B-E-R-L-Y, P-S-O, as in phone sex operator, P-S-O. I didn't think that through when I did that. Um, but yeah, those are the two places to find me. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Mills Making Money. So thank you everyone for joining me here on Tanya Tay Presents, Mills Making Money. Do you have a question you want to ask or a tip you want to discuss? Using the hashtag AskTanyaTate, you can tweet me at TanyaTate, post on my latest Instagram post at TanyaTate, or leave a comment on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TanyaTateTube. You can also leave a voicemail on my SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash TanyaTate, and you never know, you might get mentioned or included on the show. If you want to find more of me, go to my link tree. And it's simply my name, Tanya Tate. This is Tanya Tate. Hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks for joining me. And you have been listening to MILFs Making Money. Face the challenges with energy and positivity and go build your bank.